Hello everybody, it's Michelle here. Hey, it's a beautiful day here in mid-Michigan. I hope it's beautiful wherever you're at and whenever you're listening to this. Okay, so today, I, I'm going through a study with one of my mentors. And of course, it's on thinking, right? Um, I may have mentioned this in a past podcast, but there is a book that is a very small book, as in like, it's really only about 3,000 words. Uh, it has literally changed my life. So if you're a reader, or even if you're not a reader, honestly, this is a book is for everybody. The book is called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. I highly encourage you to get this, this book. Uh, you can get it for really cheap online. Uh, you may even be able to find a version of it that is free. It's It's been around for many years. Um, it may be, I think it's outside of the, because it's so old, it's outside of the, the copyright laws, so you can uh, use it if you need to. Honestly, it's it's one of those books that you could read in under an hour and you could study the whole rest of your life. I actually have gone through, I have several copies. I think I have three copies now. Um, the very first time what I did was I just kind of went through and, and like my normal way, I would put in a bunch of thoughts and, and underlines, things like that. And then it became to the point where I couldn't read the text anymore. And so I got a new copy and I, I realized when I got my new copy, oh my gosh, not only was I carrying over those thoughts from when I read it before, but I was able to see something new. And so with the second copy, what I did was I went through and, and I did kind of the same thing, but I was really breaking down each section and each part. I went through and I did almost like a word by word study. So I would look at one sentence and I would look at the words in the sentence and I would get my dictionary out and like really do a really deep dive study into it. And I've learned so much. And now I'm on my third copy. And you know what? I wish I could tell you that as I go through, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally know what that means and but it with this new copy it's it's this new awareness of not only am I taking with me everything I've learned from the first and the second copy but new things are popping out to me. And so of course I'm not going to do a um a, a podcast on everything I'm learning that would take us till like next Tuesday, right? But I was really thinking about what do I want to share with you guys today? And there's a few things. Um, there's actually five things that I'd like to share. I'm not going to take a lot of time on each one. I just really like to highlight them for you. Uh, so one of the things that I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm doing this activity. Uh, many of my other uh, John Maxwell team members will recognize this. It's on the chapter on serenity. So where he's talking about the calmness of your mind. And so every day for five days, you read the chapter, which honestly is only four pages long, and then you write out the chapter. Now, if you've never done this with a book, I would highly encourage you to, to try this at some point. There's something magical that happens when you write out the words. It's different than when you read them. You begin to think about them more and, and new thoughts and new ideas will come to you.
Okay. So there's the first thing I, um, what I want to talk about, there's a quote in there that says calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. I love that calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. And as I was thinking about that this morning, I was really thinking about what is a jewel, you know, what is a, like a, a, a big diamond, you know, and I, I kept thinking, you know, that's a rare thing. It's expensive. It's luxurious. Not everybody has it, right? When you have calmness of mind, that is true, deep wisdom and people, what they, what they want to do with something that is, um, expensive is they want to come and they want to look at it, right? They want to be a part of that. I, I think about the Hope Diamond, one of the biggest diamonds in the world, if not the biggest. And people will travel from all over the world to see that thing, right? Because it's rare. And then I, I kind of went into this place and I said, you know, what what happens is that some people will look at that diamond and, and they'll say, wow, that's so cool. And then they'll start telling themselves all the reasons why they couldn't have it. And then the, the next step, it, usually in that progression of thought is this person is so lucky to have that. And, and really this calmness of mind and wisdom that we're talking about, yes, it's rare and every single person can mine it out for themselves. See, there is a process and, and that's what I love about this book is he really goes through and he talks about how do you come up with that calmness of mind? How do you mine that wisdom out of yourself? It's not something that only one person or a few people in this world can have. Every single person can have it. You just have to know how to mine it out. Okay. Now, the second thing is uh, this quote, it says, you will become calm in the measure that you understand yourself as a thought evolved being. I'll say that again. You will become calm in the measure that you understand yourself as a thought evolved being. And I was really mulling this one over. And the thing that came to me this morning was your serenity comes from your understanding that you are a thought being not a human doing. You're a thought being, not a human doing. So we talk a lot about thinking in this podcast, right? I mean, the title is change your thinking, change your life. And so what it's saying here is that, you know, when you have understanding of certain things in your mind, you have calmness in your body. When you have misunderstanding, there is upheaval right? There's a storm. And so when you notice that you're having these symptoms, so it could be symptoms of anxiety, um, depression, or just worry, right? When you understand, or when you notice that you have these, you say, Hmm, what am I not understanding? Okay. Now there's other podcast episodes that, that will really address that further. But this idea that if you focus on your thinking, that's better than focusing on your doing. All right. And the third one is, it says, as you develop a right understanding and see more and more clearly 
the internal relations of things by the action of cause and effect, you will cease to fuss and fume and worry and grieve. So again, he's making that connection with this understanding and serenity, right? As you understand, have a right understanding and develop more clearly. And I really keyed in on that term develop. So what does develop mean? Well, it's over time. It's this kind of start and stop process. Developing means you're not good at it the first time you do it, right? You got to practice it. So it's a one step after the other, but it's a lawful process. So for example, if you think about children and their, their development, you know, they, they have to roll over first. And then they kind of scoot their bodies a little bit. And then they begin to kind of pull themselves up. And, and then they crawl. And then they walk. And then they run, right? It's the same thing with our thinking. And that's why it's so important to challenge yourself and have that thinking time that we've talked about. So how do you know you're having a right understanding of something? Well, I mean, it's a cause and effect thing, right? So he, what he says here is you will know that you have a right understanding of something when you have peace and calmness of mind. So we talk uh, a lot about perspective and perception and looking at things a little bit differently. And when you're able to, let's say there's a, an internal kind of thing happening. Well, let me give you just a great example. So my husband and I right now, um, we're feeling really good on the co-parenting thing. Like we, we are uh, arm in arm <laughs> and facing the world. That's how we feel these days. Uh, our children are 9, 12, and 14. And we're particularly having an issue with our 12-year-old. You know, she's 12, so she knows everything. And uh, so we've had to become very creative. I love being creative in my, my parenting style. Um, but I've also had to, to realize that she's in a, a huge struggle. It's, it's more of an internal struggle because she doesn't understand what's going on because she's being developed over time. And so my job as mom is to be right in my mind. It's to make sure that I have taken care of myself so something as simple as sitting down and, and having my thinking time in the morning helps me to be a better mom for her, right? But when I look at this situation with Hannah, I, I can't get caught up in her emotions, in her storm. I have to be the calmness in this situation so that as she is developing, she is catching that calm. All right, so number four is the more tranquil you become, the greater will be your success, your influence, and your power for good. So that's really related to that story about Hannah. The more I become a peaceful mom, the more she is going to be peaceful. But here's the thing that I know too. I, I just received two emails this morning from folks who I've been coaching and they got their dream job. And let me tell you, it's been a process for each one of them. And I'm not saying a process in that they had to learn a new skill. They had to learn new knowledge. They had to do something different. I'm, I'm not talking about how they put their resume together or even the answers to the questions that they gave in their interview. I'm talking about the deep dive work that each one of them has done in 
just this very thing that I'm talking about today, trying to become more peaceful, more at harmony, understanding what it is you truly want out of life, who you are, who you're not, right? Doing some of that really deep dive work inside your, your mind and your soul so that you become the person that the interviewers need to have in that job. That's what this quote is talking about. When you become more at calm and peace and have that serenity, you are able to be ready for success, influence, and power to come your way. So think about it this way. You increase your peace, you increase your success. Okay, and then the last thing, and I know I'm going fast on this, but I, I really don't want to spend a huge amount of time this morning. Um, the last one is keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. Keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. And so I really had to go back to my dictionary and say, what is a helm? Well, a helm is a, a lever or wheel controlling the rudder of a ship. So if you think about all the pirate movies, you know, and they're, they're flipping the wheel, right? The wheel controls the rudder of the ship, which controls which direction your ship goes in, right? So what it's saying is that the little teeny tiny part at the bottom of the ship that's, that's really controlling the direction of, of the whole ship is, is the most important part. So what I find interesting there is that most people do not think about their thinking, they don't um, study their thinking. They don't observe their thinking. Uh, they don't even understand how important thinking is. And they have an assumption that they're a thinker. And really, in essence, a good majority of the people are doers. Right? Um, let's get out there and let's work hard. Right? Let's, let's, let's work hard and, and, and do all these things that we, we know are going to make sure bring us success. When in reality, it's not about working harder. It's about thinking harder to know what work to do. Okay. When you know uh, how important thinking is, you can guide your ship of thought. Now, it's interesting because when I was looking at the, the dictionary this morning too, it really referenced this idea of a helmet. And I thought that was interesting. So I was um, kind of digging a little bit deeper and you know, what you you use a helmet for is really to protect right, your head, right? You go on a motorcycle, you want to protect your head. You go out to war, you want to protect your head, right? Well, so a helm of a ship guides the ship, right? That's an action. That's a, a, um, a an offensive thing, right? We're, we're, we're going to go and we're going to do this. Whereas a helmet is a defensive thing. So you're using it to protect yourself from outside influences. So you've got your inner and your outer. And so what this is saying is keep your hand firmly upon the helm of thought. So be in charge of your thinking. Know where you're going. Do you know what your purpose, your vision, and your goals are? You know, I asked that question and, and some people think, oh, Michelle, you must really understand that. You know, to a certain degree, I do. However, I've told you before, this summer is about kind of pulling away and really thinking about where do I want to go? So I'm kind of reassessing some of those goals right now. 
And I know the importance of that. That's why I, I have to leave my home. I have to I have to go somewhere else, somewhere else I've never been so that I get a different kind of thinking that happens there. Okay? That is my my helm as far as a rudder of a ship. However, there's another part, this helmet idea. I realize that in this time of what I consider a little bit more vulnerability, right? That I have a tendency to take on everybody else's idea and say, oh, that would be a great idea. Oh, that would be a great idea, right? So I need to put my helmet on and it's okay to to entertain some of those things, right? But I can't just automatically accept them because somebody else's idea may take me off course. Okay, so this is really saying stop being passive in your thinking. Start being in control of your thinking. And of course, we're going to talk about that so much more here here in the future on different podcast episodes. But I really just wanted to introduce to you the idea of thinking is being. Doing is a result. You're doing is a result of your thinking. When you focus on your thinking, you know what to do. Doing does not mean that you are thinking. Thinking always leads to doing. So I I hope that this has gotten you (laughs) to think, (laughs) right? Um, but, But to really maybe check in with yourself and say, man, where am I at with this thinking thing? And, and let your level of peace, calmness, and serenity be your guide. So you can ask yourself several times throughout the next day or so, okay, on a scale of one to 10, one being I am so not at peace right now, like I, there's a storm, right? And 10 being, yes, I am at peace. What would you say your number is? Just check in with yourself several times and say, what's my number? And then let that be your guide and and say, okay, if my number is high, let's say your number is seven, eight, excuse me, if it's low, right? That means you don't have peace. If you have a really low number, say two, three, four, five, then ask yourself, why do I have, you know, why don't I have more peace? How could I get more peace? And just see what comes to you. Okay? That's a great kind of first step activity. Awesome. So take this, run with it, do with it uh, what you please. Some of you I know you're going to go, oh, that was way too deep for me, Michelle. I'm not ready for that. That's okay. And others of you, you're like, yes, right on. Wherever you are at, just I hope that this blessed you and that it will encourage you to think. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper, and we'll see you next time. All right, bye-bye.